1: Requires, cling to the one Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to open your Bible to 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 20 is where we begin today. First John chapter 4 and verse number 20. And As you're turning there, I'd like to encourage you to get involved with Crossbound Ministry. Go to crossboundministry.com. If you could just give a dollar a day, you would be amazed at how much God can stretch that dollar as it goes over the airwaves to see people saved, born again, washed in the blood. Amen? First John chapter 4, verse 20, 20 the Bible says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother... He is a liar for he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen. How can he love God whom he hath not seen? You know, just like the the wheels on a bicycle. If you look at the spokes, the closer that they get to the center, to the hub, the closer they get to each other. It's the same with Christians. The closer you get to Jesus, the closer you will get to one another. And the closer we get to the Lord, the more that we'll love our fellow believers. Amen. And our, our, our fellow Christians, our fellow brothers in Christ in the Lord. And so this is a this is a very convicting statement, but this is an extremely accurate gauge as to how much you and I love God. Yes, I'm going to say that again. This is a very accurate gauge as to how much you and I love God as to how much we love the humblest believer in Christ. You say, but I don't, they really get on my nerves. They were mean to me. They didn't act this way. They said this, they did that. But the Bible doesn't say any of that. The Bible says, love your brothers and sisters in Christ. It is not a suggestion. It's not a good idea. It is a commandment. God has commanded us. And so if you are not doing that, and if I am not doing that, we are being disobedient to God. And so that's a very accurate gauge. How much that you love the lowliest believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is how much you actually love God because he is commanding you to do that. What a convicting statement, is it not? Look at our next verse, 1 John chapter 4, and verse 21. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. God commands us to love one another. You know, the the truth is, there's nothing better that we could do as a church than to love one another. Not only is it good for, for you, it's good for the other person. And you say, but I can't love them. They just get on my nerves. But have you took a good look in the mirror at your own unrighteousness? Have you took a good look in the mirror at all your own faults? Have you took a look, good look at the, in the past and seen all the messed up things that you have done? All the messed up things that you have said? You see, when you start to see your own unrighteousness, you can really start to love one another because you realize That you are just as imperfect as they are. We as human beings have this tendency to lift ourselves up above others in our mind, but the truth is, we are not. And when you do that, you're actually below that person that you're lifting yourself up above because the Bible says God hates pride. He doesn't dislike it, it doesn't just bother him, it doesn't just get on his nerves. No, the Bible says, that God hates pride. And pride is a destroyer. Pride will destroy you. You think you're lifting yourself up above another person and looking down on them through your lens of righteousness. But the Bible says that your righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of a holy God. And so by you doing that, you're actually putting yourself down. You're destroying your own self. The Bible says God Hates pride. And so here in this verse, John repeats the commandment that he who loves God must love his brother also. And so that's a good test of life. That's a good test of your Christian life. How much do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? This is doctrine he's talking about here. This is a commandment. And it's also a test of faith. Do you believe God? Will you do what he says? You say, I love the Lord. Really? Do you really? Because do you obey his commandments? God said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. And God is commanding us here to love one another. Don't go off your feelings. Don't go off just the way that your your attitude is. But no, go off the fact that God commanded it and I am supposed to do it set my feelings aside and obey the Lord and his commandment. You see, a relationship starts with that divine birth, with a person being born again. When you truly believe that Christ is the son of God and you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and not just a mere intellectual knowledge of that, just a head knowledge that you know, that it happened, but no, when you truly commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, because if you haven't done that, you cannot love your brothers and sisters in Christ, not the way God wants you to, because your nature, your sin nature is taken over. It is leading you. You have got to have the new birth. You have got to be born again, and God will put that desire in you, a piece of the Holy Spirit, Then, then you can start to love the brothers and sisters in Christ as you ought to. But without being born again, you cannot. John 15, 17 tells us, these things I command that ye love one another. John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. John thirteen thirty five. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. You say, I want to reach the world. I want to see people saved. I want to see people born again. The Bible tells you right there that you, they will know that you are a child of God by the love that you have for one another. And John 13, 34 tells you it's a commandment, a new commandment that ye love one another. And Jesus says, as I have loved you, that ye love one another. You say, oh, it feels so good. Jesus loves me. I know that Jesus loves me. We love that song. Jesus loves the little children, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. He says, I want you to love others as I have loved you. And that is with a sacrificial love. Look with me now in 1 John chapter 5, verse number 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begat loveth him, also that is begotten of him. If you have been truly born of God, you will love him. There's no question about it. And you will also love his children. You also love your brothers, sisters in Christ. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Nowhere in the Bible does it say it's going to be easy. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell you you're supposed to have great feelings about things. But the Bible does say it does give you a command that you love one another. It's good to notice here that we are all we are all to love. All believers, not just a certain group, not just a certain fellowship, not just a certain denomination. No, the Bible says, love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, how people are so quick to shun one another. They're a Methodist, they're a Baptist, they're a Presbyterian, they're a Bible church, they're this, they're that. It doesn't mean you have to agree on every point to love one another. Listen, if somebody's got the foundational truth down of how to be born again, amen, they are a brother or sister in Christ. You don't have to agree on every level. But I tell you what, if you agree on that level, that what it means to be truly be saved, they are your brothers and sisters in Christ. And the Bible has commanded you to love one another. As Jesus, Jesus said, as I have loved you. And oh, what a great love that is as how much Jesus loves me and you. So if you have truly been born again, you will love God and you will love his children. Look with me now in the next verse, 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 2 and 3. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. Hey, don't you love that? The Bible says by this you will know. Not everybody else will know, but you will know. Man, I truly love God. And I truly love the children of God. And I love to keep the commandments of God. And I know, I'm convincing my own self, I know that I love God because I'm keeping his commandments. Verse 3, for this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Do you know what the results of true faith is? Do you? Do you truly know what the results of true faith is? Because the result of true faith is obedience to God's commands. I'm going to say that again. A result of true faith is obedience to God's commands. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. Not only will you convince your own self, but you'll convince everybody else. Amen. That, hey, there's something different about them. They're truly saved. And let me just tell you, that gives you peace. It doesn't mean you're going to have all fuzzy days and everything's going to be easy peasy. No, nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Most certainly doesn't. But listen to the last part of that verse. And his commandments are not grievous. It doesn't say they're not hard. It doesn't say they're easy. No, it says are not grievous. Your love for God is expressed in your willingness to obey God's commands. Because the Lord Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Listen to me. God's commandments are not burdensome. They're not a burden. I don't mean they're not difficult, but they are the very things that your new nature, your new desire loves to do. And you say, wait a minute, Preacher, I don't understand. It says they're not grievous. It says they're not burdensome, but yet you say they're, they're, not, they're not easy. And it's going to be hard. Yes, the Bible says it's going to be hard. Here's a good example of that. If you see a mother with a newborn baby and you tell her you take good care of that baby. You love that baby, you watch out for that baby, you feed that baby. Is she going to do it? Absolutely, because she loves that baby with everything she's got. Is it easy? No. That baby might wake her up every hour on the hour. She may not get no sleep. It may drive her crazy crying, but she loves that baby. And she's going to invest her time, effort, and everything that she has into that baby because she loves that baby. Is it going to be easy? No, it's going to be extremely hard. But that's what she loves to do. And it's the exact same. When you truly love God and you want to keep his commandments, you love it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. The Bible even says, hey, those that love godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's not going to be easy. He tells you how hard the road is going to be. But you love God and you love keeping his commandments. Just like a mother loves that newborn baby. Though it may be the hardest thing she's ever done is to take care of that little baby. But she loves it beyond measure. Let me ask you, do you love God above measure? Do you love him enough to do the things that you're supposed to do to keep his commandments? The commands of the Lord are the best thing for us. You know, just like a, a family and they have children and they have good parents and those parents make rules in the house. Are those rules to hurt the kids? No, they are to help them and to protect them and to watch over them, to keep them out of trouble. That's why the rules are there. Can I just say God's commandments are there to keep you out of trouble? They are keep you in the safe zone with the Lord. Will you obey them or will you rebel? Which will you choose? Because it's a choice. You might go off the handle and say, well, they did this and it just made me act that way. No, you chose to act that way. No, you chose to do that. No, you chose to disobey God and go against his commandments. They didn't make you do anything You did that. The only thing that you can control is your own self. The only thing that you can control is your own reactions to other people. And so the commandments of the Lord are the best thing for us. And the things which are new nature, our new desire, they wholeheartedly love. Amen. Verse number four. First John chapter five and verse number four. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith oh how many songs have been written about that verse overcomer you're an overcomer and that just sounds good doesn't i've overcome the world i've overcome the evils of the world i've overcome the devil i've overcome the temptations why? Not because of your merit or mine or anything that we've done, but because of the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So here in this verse, we learn the secret of victory over the world. It's your faith, your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me just tell you, the world is full of monstrous schemes of temptations and desires and lust that want to drag you away from God and away from eternal things and away from God's eternal work that he is giving you to do and seeking to occupy us. With temporary and sensual things. Just open up the TV or turn on the TV or open up a magazine. You will see all kinds of temporary sensual things, luxurious things. Oh, how we're fascinated with luxury, a luxury car or luxury chair or couch or bed or home or vacation. All these things that are so temporary and they're so appeasing to the flesh. And I'm not saying some of those are bad things, but if you put a good thing in front of a god's thing, it automatically becomes a bad thing, no matter what it is. And so the world is full of these kind of temptations. And let me just tell you, there are some extremely intelligent smart people behind the scenes designing these commercials, these ads in the paper, that one look, or 30 seconds of that, and you will feel like, I have got to have that. It will make me feel good about myself. It will make me feel important. And it will let everybody else know how important that I am. If I just had that, if I just buy it, those people are very intelligent. Amen. But they are playing off a nature. They're playing off your flesh, something that you desire. Why? Because it's all about you. But the Bible says it's not about you, it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's about God's work, His eternal work. Amen? So, people of the world, they're completely taken up by all these temporal things. Cars and money and houses and vacations and a bigger job title and this and that and the other. And they are actually victims of things that are passing. I want you to stop and think about that. These people are caught up in things that will rust away, that can be stolen, that can be burnt up. And they are so engulfed with these things that don't matter. They are a victim, they are a slave to these temporal things where are you today? Where is your heart today? Where is your mind today? Are you viewing things through the eyes of scripture? Are you viewing things through the eyes of God? Are you passing out of track? Are you telling people about your faith? Are you telling people about Jesus? Or has Satan got your eyes tuned in on a certain shiny lure and he's trying to reel you in? And I believe even Christians get caught up in this. I really do because Satan is a master is hanging out a shiny lure and reeling you in. You think, oh, if I could just get that, it would be so good. I'd be so happy. And then when they finally get it, they realize that it was just full of emptiness and temporary nothing. The devil is a master at that. Make sure that you are viewing things through the eyes of scripture. Amen. Only the man or only the woman who is of God, a man or woman who has truly been born again, overcomes the world. By what? By their faith. By their faith, they're able to rise above all these perishing temporary things of this world. And they're able to see the things through an eternal perspective. The things that are important to God, in other words. Not the things that are important to me and you but the things that are important to God. Amen. The closer that you get to God, the more that you will start to view this world through that lens that, hey, that is passing away. It may be nice. It may be something great to have, but it really means nothing. Not in the state of eternity. The one who really overcomes the world Listen to me now, the one who really overcomes the world. It's not the great scientist or this great philosopher or this great psychologist. No, it's the simple believer in the Lord Jesus Christ who realizes that the things of this world are temporary and they mean nothing. But thank God, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and I'll spend eternity in heaven. Hey, that is the person that is the overcomer. That is the person that overcometh the world by their faith, by their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And once you get your eyes on the glory of God and on his son, Jesus, everything else will look dull and dim and not so glorious. Amen. Once you see what God wants you to see, the way that he wants you to see it, how do you do that? By reading his word, by humbling yourself, by daily, daily, daily asking God for forgiveness and just realizing I can't do it. I don't have the power to do it. You're right, you don't have the power to do it and neither do I. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, God can give you the power to walk the Christian life, to live it out in faith, amen. Let's look at our last verse. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth, that Jesus is the Son of God. You know, it's a man's desire to conquer things. It's a man's desire to take over things and run the world. It's a man's desire to have power and money and respect. But the Bible says, who is it that overcometh the world? It's that person that humbled themselves and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The subject of this section is faith in eternal things. And John tells us that he who overcomes is the one that believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask you today, you might be a billionaire. You might have everything in the world. But if you have never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have absolutely nothing. Amen. The Bible says, repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support Or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, youtube and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com if you are pregnant woman in need of help there is hope you can reach out to the citrus pregnancy center there are locations in inverness and in crystal river their phone number is 352-341-5176 that's 352-341-5176 this broadcast